Yeah, take this, rub it on your junk right before you have sex. No more togas. Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son podcast that takes a piss and brushes its teeth at the same time. I think I have done that. Yeah, that's why I said that. Because I brush my teeth in the shower and I pee in the shower. <laughs> so I'm like triple tasking. <sighs> See, when you told me, I just pictured you just peeing in the toilet and brushing your teeth. I didn't. No. Who doesn't pee in the shower? Your mother well, claims to not pee in the shower. Bullshit. I try to knock down her shampoo bottles. I with, know. With I, pee. That's a lie. But I have done that when I was a kid. What trying to knock down her shampoo bottles? Y'all's when I peed in y- when I like showered in y'all's shower. Are you kidding? Yeah, I peed on the on the bottles. You're just getting I, me back for beware of mommy's hair. I yeah, probably. If you if you uh, don't know what that is, um, when Jack was little, I used to help him shower. I don't know, thirteen, fourteen years old, something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> and <laughs> my wife has uh, long hair. And as you know, it gets in the drain. Um, it's disgusting. Yeah. So we, <laughs> I made up this game. It's all wet and cold. And and I made up the rules. And it was called Beware of Mommy's Hair. There were no rules. <laughs> it was terrorize your son. And basically what I would do is I would uh, get a clump of it when it was wet. <laughs> and I would throw it on him and it would stick to him. It doesn't dry off down there, <laughs> just so you know. I probably had your urine on it already. and <laughs> It's nasty. But you've never liked anything like that touching you. When when we would carve pumpkins, I know I would throw pumpkin seeds at you, and you would not just the seeds. You would the freak seeds out. Isn't that bad? You do the same exact thing. It sticks on my belly. I'm such and an with asshole. With the guts. Such an asshole. <laughs> but I mean, what? But you have great memories, right? Yeah. And if you ever have kids, I guarantee you're going to be uh, playing "Beware of Mommy's Hair" or, or "Beware of Daddy's Pubes." <laughs> Gosh. That sounds horrible. But. Yeah, I think that might be a CPS. Uh, <laughs> that might be a Child Protective Services phone call right there. That is not okay. Well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending that quality father-son time together. Yep. Now's where I would normally say that it's episode 73, but I'm not gonna because I don't need you making up some bullshit that rhymes with it. So okay. we're just going to move right on. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's lobby time with Vincent Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to the movie we're going to be watching. Talk about what we still think is important after we're in spare time. That, that was pretty good. So just so you'll know what kind of troopers we are Week in, week out, to make sure you get an episode delivered fresh every Sunday night. We're uh, we're both uh, we're both hurting today. I and I don't know if you can hear it in my voice or not. I am allergic to Parmesan cheese. I can see by the way your mouth is moving. Yes, and what Parmesan cheese does is it gives me awesome canker sores on my tongue. Like most of them <laughs> are little and they don't really bother me, but. I got a big one, and it's right on the side of my tongue, right where it like rubs on my teeth when I talk. And uh, right now, I have some mouth sore relief on there, some benzocaine. 
Mm, um, you're on that benzo cane. I'm on the benzos, <laughs> and it's starting to wear off. <laughs> really? It doesn't last. You just very put long. it on. I know, but I'm hurting a little bit. But fuck, you know what? Movie mugging is priority. Yeah, and it's going to take a lot more than a mouthful of canker sores to keep Vince from uh, from from bringing this greatness to your ears right now. As for me, I just have like a boil on my hip. And I punctured it with a uh, safety pin a lot earlier. I've seen pictures. So I could drain it. Yeah, I, I did send... Uh, <laughs> um, my mom, she loves popping stuff. She loves, like, Dr. Pimple Popper and that yeah, she does. disgusting, ungodly shit. She said she kind of wants pictures but felt gross. And <laughs> I sent her a picture when there's a safety pin, like, pushed through it, and uh-huh. I didn't have to hold it in there. Yeah, I saw that. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, yeah. you might want to go ahead and fast forward, hit that 15-second button or whatever a couple <laughs> more times. Uh, we're we're almost done with this story, but uh, carry on, Jack. Yeah, I just popped it in, like, blood, a lot of blood. Yeah, so I get home, <laughs> and... Uh, I, I literally, I Clorox dude, wiped the counter. Whole, I just didn't look. The whole trash can looked like a fucking Civil War infirmary. <laughs> well, man. You, you want me to hide it under your semen tissues? Blood, <laughs> blood everywhere. I'm not putting my hands in the trash can. <laughs> you could have covered it up with some more semen <laughs> Who tissues. Who cares? It's literally just blood. <laughs> it, seriously, it looked like there was fucking illegal operation going on here during the day. The I was Civil like, War I don't know what you're doing. Wound medic was yeah <laughs> sawing off somebody's leg or something. It bled for a long time and a fuckload, and it was pissed off. It was very swollen. Yeah, he showed it. I, I punctured it hella. Yeah, he showed it to us last night, and it was basically a marble sticking out of his waistband. And and I asked him what it would sound like if it talked, and uh, it was like the the grizzly smoker New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love staying here. <laughs> Lots of food and grease. <laughs> yeah, but. It's pretty fucking horrible, so I was like, you know what? I'm destroying you. Mm-hmm. All right, so I know all that shit was gross. You did not come here to hear about cankers Someone and, did. and boils. Um, <laughs> we, we just want to let you know where our dedication level is. <laughs> it's high. Yeah. It's higher than Willie Nelson right now. All right, moving on. So I was thinking about last week's movie, as above, so below. Yeah. And I scored it an 88, and, and I said I may feel bad about that later. Mm-hmm. What really just sucked me in was just all the creepiness and craziness, and I think I scored it like it was just a whole movie of that. Mm-hmm. So, Which, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so looking back on it, I'm a little embarrassed that I gave it so high, but I gave it so high just because it sucked me in. And you felt that's in, how you all feel. The stuff. It's how you feel at the time. See, that just it goes to show... That it on, does not go to show. N- it goes to show on multiple occasions. Don't you say Gladiator. No, oh. shut <laughs> uh, Let me fucking finish. All right. It goes to show that on multiple occasions, both of us have questioned our ratings for one of the past movies mm-hmm. that we've done. Uh, or so I guess it goes to show that we don't put a whole lot of thought into it. It's no. mostly based on, 100% based on how we feel right after viewing it. Yep. So I just think that's cool. We come straight off the couch and straight back to the mics, and, and we roll. Yep. And that's why we forget to mention shit every now and then, too. <laughs> yeah, even like, big parts even uh, sometimes. Yeah, like after, it's, after we're done recording, like the next day, I'm like, fuck, we didn't even talk about the, the famous mall chase scene in Blues Brothers mm-hmm. or, or whatever, you know? Big stuff, we just, we just fly right on by. Yeah. But that's what you've come to know and love about us. Hopefully. Or despise. And you know what? We're fine with either. You're listening right now, so that's all that matters. True. Um, 
so Dan Aykroyd went on uh, the the Late Show with Seth Meyers the other night, um, and I know the name Dan Aykroyd, but Dan Aykroyd is not the face. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd from the Blues Brothers. Oh, he's the taller one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elwood. Yeah, I know John Belushi. Yeah, and he told a story to Seth Meyers um, about John Belushi that I just I love. He said we were shooting at the mall, not not like their guns, but uh, yeah. filming at the mall. And uh, it was about 3 a.m., and uh, they, they stopped for a lunch break, and uh, John was nowhere to be seen. And they kind of started freaking out because, you know, he had a, a big-time drug problem. Yeah. So Aykroyd said that he walked to the nearest neighborhoods in hope of locating his co-star. <laughs> All the houses were dark, but halfway down the street, there were lights on. So uh, Aykroyd went to the house and knocked on the door and explained to the man who greeted him that they were shooting a film and lost one of their actors. According to Aykroyd, the man responded, yeah, I know, Belushi. He came in here about an hour ago, raided my fridge, and now he's asleep on the couch. <laughs> what the fuck? And Aykroyd later said that Belushi could walk into anybody's house and be welcomed. How fucking cool would it be to just have like a star like John Belushi or somebody just knock on your door and you open it, and they don't even say, hey, they just walk on in, they walk right to your fridge, and they... I mean, it depends on who it is. If it's Danny from... Uh... Zathura? Yeah. Well, then I'm no, I'm not even going to open the door. I said star. I don't don't open. Didn't I say star? An actor, I think you said like John Belushi. So I guess yeah, star. That's true. We don't open the door for anybody. I used to look out like the peephole Mm -hmm. or like through the window. I don't do that anymore. I just let the dogs go crazy and keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, if we don't know you're coming over, and and even if we do know you're coming over, we, we still may not open the door. But how cool would it be if you were that famous, where you could just be welcomed anywhere. Just go knock on somebody's door in a neighborhood. And I would fucking totally do that, too. I mean, the thought of it is cool. Yeah, I'm so famous. I, Anyone would let me come in their house. I am not just going to go to, like, like three states over and just, like, knock on someone's door and then walk in, eat their food, and then pass out well, on the couch. That's a big dick. That Not a big dick move, a dick move. If you were on a cocaine bender, you might. But <laughs> just to be, like, if I was a star... I, I wouldn't get the big head. I would like, I would yeah, go Keanu places. Reeves. Like, yeah, that or, or Bill Murray. Bill Murray just fucking shows up places. I know Bill Murray, like, just wandered into a wedding one time and, and just hung out at the reception. That's that's how it would be. It's weird. It's it's cool. He's Bill fucking Murray. Yeah. All right, got anything else for the lobby? No. All right, well, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. All right, so today's movie came out in the year 2006. It is rated R. It is two hours and 18 minutes. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 66%. IMDb, 7.8 out of 10, and 93% of Google users like this movie. Let's see what the Mormon mothers have to say. Uh, Profanity, two uses of balls, and one use of fuck. However, none of it is in English. Hmm. And there are some people smoking heroin. What? Yeah, yeah. I did not know that was a thing. Yeah. Before you unveil what it is, did you stick with the same movie or not? Yeah, I actually did. I actually did. Congratulations. I know. And the first time ever. I only wavered a little bit. And <laughs> you still wavered. The, <laughs> yeah. The, I don't think you'll ever not. I, I wavered, but I stuck with it. Uh, this movie was directed by Mel Gibson. Hmm. That's fucking. That's, so bad. That's Mad Max. That's Braveheart. That's The Patriot. It's Hitler that's number two. Lethal Weapon. <laughs> that's all I was you know going to say. There's not going to be any people of Jewish descent in this movie, I guess. 
That's fucking pr- Mel Gibson. It's pretty fair to say. Once once you see what this movie is, you will you will know that it's that about is, World that War is, II, that right? Is true. No. All right, this movie is called Apocalypto. Hmm. Do you know anything about it? I heard Apoc, and I thought you were going to say Apocalypse Now. No, that's I've, I've like heard of that movie. Three hours and thirty minutes, or something oh. like that. It's on my list. It's. I've never heard of this. No. Okay. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we're back after watching 2006, uh, 2006s? Yep. 2006s, that just sounds weird. Apocalypto. Yep. I didn't see any Jewish people in there, did you? I, I don't, I mean, maybe. <laughs> it just it just cracked me up when you said that, and knowing what we were about to watch. That <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. How, many, how many times have you seen this before? Once. Once? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and it's been a while. Yeah, it seems kind of like an obscurish film. Like, not that many people probably have seen this. I, I figured, I felt pretty safe that you hadn't seen it. The one thing I worried about a little bit is you watch so many YouTube videos and stuff, and I yeah. thought some of these With deaths good or movie something. Clips. So that worried me a little bit. One part of it looked familiar, and I would say that's it. And that's when he started fighting back at the very end when he was still covered in quicksand. And. He like turned around and was like crouched low with like his hand like this. I know you can yeah. see no one else can. And he just looked up. Mm-hmm. He did like the Spider Man landing pose. Mm-hmm. That is the only part that looked familiar. Nothing right before that, nothing right after. Well, I, I it was just that like screenshot. I almost think that you hadn't seen that, but that just fits so perfectly that That's your brain was like, I, I expected that because yeah. it, it fits so perfectly. And who are we talking about? We're talking about Jaguar Paw. Yeah. So let me give it the 50 cent tour. There is a tribe of people in, I guess, Mexico or down in Central America somewhere. Because the language is what something Mayan. Yeah, yeah. And um, they're just living a great life. Um, the boys are out on a hunting trip, having a good time. They trick one of the guys into eating some uh, taper balls, and taper's kind of like a wild pig. Yeah. And... You know, they're just guys, man, hanging out. Then they go back to uh, to their little village, and everybody's happy, and things are great. And then uh, a whole bunch of bad motherfuckers yeah. invade them and pillage and kill and... Maybe rape was not shown, but... Yeah, probably implied. Yeah, presumably they did because that's what pillagers do yeah they, they tie up all of jaguar paws buddies and they take them fucking days walks mm-hmm. to fucking like a whitewater rapids the jungle mm-hmm. they take them like the same route for sure yeah and they end up at like the mayan temples and there's mm-hmm. it, the village is just crazy and i looked it up because i had to there's like a thousand extras in that movie <laughs> that, damn yeah that were dressed in loincloths so they are taken there to be sacrificed, to be stabbed down the gut, heart ripped out, and then head chopped off and thrown down the stairs. Yep. <laughs> I'm pretty sick. So as Jaguar Paw, the main character, is about to get that treatment, there's a solar eclipse. And since I guess they worship the sun or whatever, they're freaked out about it, and um, they, they don't kill him. Mm-hmm. And so they say, you're free, run. But... Like they shoot at them with like arrows and they atlatls and javelins and shit. Yeah, and there's a guy at the end waiting for them to try to finish them. 
So Jaguar Paw, he gets shot right before he gets out. Yeah. And the main badass's son is there to finish him off. Well, he finishes off the son. Yeah. Runs off into the woods. Yeah, runs off into the forest. And the main badass, he's like, He's pissed. I'm going to peel his skin, and he's going to be alive to watch me wear it. And him and about, what, eight other guys take off in the forest. It's it's between eight and ten. Yeah. So once they follow uh, Jaguar Paw into his turf, then it's on like Donkey Kong. Yeah, it it becomes Home Alone, (laughs) which I love Home Alone. Um, I mean, this is definitely a lot more brutal and <laughs> badass and just, gritty just a little than home alone mm-hmm. but that the same they share the same concept bad people on your turf mm-hmm. and they don't know it you do so you just you win okay okay same thing yeah he went kevin McAllister hardcore on <laughs> yeah. these motherfuckers he did cool shit yeah he got him back he got him back all right let's see what the internet has to say the mayan kingdom is at the height of its opulence and power but the foundations of the empire are beginning to crumble. The leaders believe they must build more temples and sacrifice more people or their crops and citizens will die. Jaguar Paw, a peaceful hunter in a remote tribe, is captured along with his entire village in a raid. He is scheduled for a ritual sacrifice until he makes a daring escape and tries to make it back to his pregnant wife and son. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Forgot, forgot about them. I thought about that the whole time. You were you were given, like, the 50-cent tour. I mean, chime in any time. Well... Uh, it's just another crazy part is that right before the raid happens or right as it's happening, he wakes up and he gets his wife and or pregnant wife and his son. He like makes like a vine rope and lowers them down into this like just hole that you can't get out of. And they hide and then he gets taken away after promising, of course, that he'll be back. So yeah, that whole time, like at one point uh, when... He's still being taken to the Mayan temple. There's like thunder, and he's like, fuck, don't rain, don't rain. And I hadn't even thought about that, and I was like, oh, shit. And then, of course, during the like the final fighting parts, it was raining. And so it, it made it even more of like a race against time. And, of course, she had a water birth, fucking bullshit. <laughs> so what the fuck was up with human sacrifice? Um, I mean, I, I back it. I think it's a great idea. Do you? I mean, nowadays, I mean, I wouldn't mind if some people got well, sacrificed to whatever somebody wanted. I it just, I wonder where that came from. I wonder whose idea. I mean, just like the like, first person, probably who, me right now. It's like fuck that guy. Let's make something up so he can get away with killing his ass. So they kill him, and then something good happens, and they're like, "See, we kill somebody, it started raining. We kill I, somebody, I and the crops start growing." I don't know. I mean, it's I have no idea how human sacrifice. Would have come around. I'm sure there's a whole Wikipedia page on human sacrifice that you can look up and down. But because the, these Mayans were just killing person after person after person well, as they're walking up, heads are falling down. This the stairs. is also a movie, though. I mean, they did kill people. I know that, and I know that I'm pretty sure the Aztecs did as well. But I mean, it might not have been like four people in a row, just like over and over and over. Like I said, like I thought that shit was going to be a, like a once a month, once a year thing, but they literally killed like four or five people in a row. And there were bodies everywhere, everywhere at yeah, the bottom. In this and movie, heads. they made it seem like it was like insanity, mm-hmm. which I mean, I neither of us really know in real life what it was like. It could have been like that. Yeah, I, I guess it was just their strong religious beliefs. And as we've seen in the world, 
strong religious beliefs can do some weird shit, especially <laughs> like... Uh, do some bad shit. Yeah, like your Branch Davidians and your Jonestown idiots and... Uh, Cults. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Heaven's Gate. Yeah, so maybe... Or Jim Jones, oh, is that geez. his name? No, Jim Jones was uh, the Jonestown. Yes. Oh, oh okay. Where all those Kool-Aid. people... Yeah, they, yeah. they drink cyanide and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's fucked up. Very it, interesting, though. Oh yeah, some very extremely interesting stuff. We like David Koresh, yeah, all that stuff. Um, your mom and I watched that live on TV. We, I remember y'all had said that. It it was. I mean, it was just must watch television. We were just glued to it, wondering <laughs> what was going to happen. Made for great television, and you didn't even mean to. No, we we watched um something on Stars the other day. I think it's a four part series called Inside the Nexium Sex Cult or something like that. Y'all were watching that when I I came down, and it, it's so weird because cult leaders, you you would expect them to have a little something like maybe have a good look or maybe be charismatic or something. But this fucking guy... I would think 100% of cult leaders need to be charismatic. This guy didn't seem to be charismatic, but he fucking knew how to manipulate people. And he... It it was just... It was crazy just how far he he took it. That's charisma, right? Being able to manipulate people? Not necessarily. Hitler, didn't he manipulate almost an entire country by telling them that this group of people is evil and destroying the country. I mean, not everyone in Germany was that stupid. No. Like, some of them were like, oh, I'm an idiot. And some of them had to definitely be convinced. So, I mean, I guess charisma is just, I don't know the perfect definition, but in my head it's just being able to talk really well and being able to manipulate others and just you're just a a master of the tongue, not in a physical way. I, I would have agreed with that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm seeing now, I, I, I think there's a cult here. I think there's a cult leader here. And <laughs> is he well-spoken? Absolutely not. Every time he opens his mouth, it's like, this This guy's the cult leader? This guy's a <laughs> fucking idiot? I have no idea who I'm talking about. Yeah. Just no idea. But people follow him, and they uh, put flags on their trucks. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, Apocalypto. What do you think your favorite, like, killing scene was? Because there was a couple creative ones, like the uh, the frog poison uh, blow dart. My, my well, I'm going to get into my favorite part here in a little bit. Okay. Um, and that might be part of the end. Well, it's going to, fuck, it's going to be the part of the end for both of us, or, uh, w- without yeah. question. All right, so just real quick, Jaguar Paw, he, once he has the guys on his turf, he picks them off one by one. Or they get picked off by being stupid or just, like, freak happenings, like a, a poisonous snake bite to the neck for one dude. A jaguar attacks another one. <laughs> that was a, such an awesome scene. Yeah, a jaguar is chasing jaguar paw. Mm-hmm. And he's running toward the people, and they're like, motherfucker's running around at us. What Let's a dumbass, yeah. And he runs by, and another guy gets right behind him, and then the jaguar just is all over the dude's like, face. I'm like, rips his face off almost. It's, mm-hmm. like, real bad. And, uh, all, like... While they were being brought to the Mayan temple, there was this little girl who was crying over some lady's dead body. And they're like, she's got the disease. She must stay back. And at first she's like crying and they're pushing her away with a stick. And then she just starts like spitting like Oracle shit. Yep. And she's like, oh, the the day will turn dark as the night. Beware of the darkness. The man, the man with the jaguar will be your downfall. Like shit like that. And so the solar eclipse and it happens to save him. And so like 
the badass people, the badass tribe, as I, I guess what we'll call them now, they worship some kind of god whose son is the jaguar, and they have to kill the jaguar who's like biting their friend's face off. Mm-hmm. And they, they're like, fuck, this is a bad omen, man. Mm-hmm. And then the dude who said it was a bad omen, he gets bit in the neck by a snake and is going to die. And he's like, dude, I fucking told y'all, bad omen. And then he dies, they brush it off, and of course they just get their asses whooped. All right, so in the end, he's dispatched all of them, mm-hmm. except for two, and he runs out on this beach, and he's just down on his knees. He's fucking tired. This dude's yeah. been running for like three days straight, basically. And he's, he had an arrow through his like side mm-hmm. and an arrow in his chest. Yeah. And so he, he was wounded, too. But And two guys come to finish him off, and then all of a sudden, they're just dumbfounded, and they're just staring into the ocean. And lo and behold, it's Christopher Columbus and his... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nina and the Pinta and the Santa Maria are floating on you to the shore. You learned that from Rage Against the Machine? Because that's how it happened in my head. <laughs> that's why I said it in that order, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's on his knees, and they both catch up with him and are on either side of him behind him. And their eyes are super wide, and I was like, what are they fucking looking at? Is like, is the shore like super far down? Like there's going to be a tsunami or something? Is I was like Godzilla coming out <laughs> of the ocean? Is croctopus? Is kind of what... I had no idea what it was going to be, and then it was the ships, and I was like, wow, this movie's a one, which I'm not I'm not rating it that. I mean, that didn't. I, okay. it bothered me a lot. It bothered me the first time I saw it. I, it was very stupid. I, yeah. I, you can't really disagree with that. I, I can't it, really disagree. I mean, just, the, just the same way that the solar eclipse happened in the nick of time to save him from dying, it's just one of those life-saving cliches that happens in every single action movie. But I thought about it right after it happened, and I'm like, what else would they have done? He's tired. He's wounded pretty badly. He bled a lot, ran for like two days, three days, whatever. He almost became <laughs> a sacrificed or a slave or whatever. If he killed both of them there in a two-on-one fight, it would have been even dumber. I mean, it would have been better to watch because he's killing those guys. But that would have been so stupid and much more unrealistic than the fucking America coming over, you know? I wasn't America. Whatever. I don't <laughs> thirteen colonies in Britain. No. I don't remember where Christopher Col- No, the Queen told him to go. Yeah, Christopher Columbus, I think, was Portuguese. <laughs> and I think the, oh. the Queen of Spain gave him some ships to uh, okay. to go sail the ocean blue in ni- in fourteen ninety two. Give literally everyone a fucking disease mm-hmm. and kill everyone. But, I mean, Thanksgiving, um, that's cool. Uh, friendship, he knows how to grow corn now. No more togas. <laughs> Time for puffy sleeves. <laughs> no more togas. No more togas, yeah. Christopher Columbus didn't come from where they wore togas. Yeah, so he, he goes to the land where they wear togas. and No. And he says, no more togas. Did you see any togas? Were, were any of these natives wearing togas? And he, he Isn't was a commanding to- a, no more togas? I thought togas? toga was loincloth. No. Oh, is toga no. like, like a Greek people wear? They have their like leaf halo? <laughs> okay, whatever. Loincloth. Yeah. No more loincloths. Yeah. Did, well, you Puffy know sleeve time you and like might, weird right. white ruffles. Because after they killed that hog at the beginning, wasn't one of them like toga, toga, and they all started doing the toga dance? Oh, Animal House? John Belushi. Well, I've never seen the movie. So I guess it's John Belushi who has mm-hmm. that toga stuff on. Mm-hmm. He's in a sorority. No. No? 
I, I, I'm just guessing. I figured it's a sorority because all the college sororities are like Greek bullshit. Sorority. I'm in Kappa Alpha Chi Mocha. Let's Soror- all dance, Sororities everybody. are for women. Oh, fucking... Fraternities. Frater- same bullshit, man. Not really. They're all douchebags and they're all bitches. What's the, what's the fucking difference? Wow, we are alienating literally I, all of our listeners right now. I don't care. <laughs> Dude, I, I, if I actually lived on a college campus, I still wouldn't be in a fucking fraternity. You know what fraternity I was in? I felt a thigh. That's, that's, that's where I pledged. Oh, yeah. There's there's some girls I went to high school with who always post their bullshit on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like they'll all be like sitting in like this big circle in the grass. I'll sit in a certain way and look in the camera, and it's like Alpha Pi till I die. And I'm like, Ugh. I went to the Delta House when I was in college, and they had a big concert in their backyard. And and that's the only time I'd go to like a frat those? house is when a fat party is about to happen. And maybe I can get free drugs or booze. I, I would say that there are definitely some fraternities that are douchebags. Not all of and them. And there's some fraternities that are just guys. I generalize. Just having fun and becoming brothers. Dudes being bros. And supporting and each other. And I, I would say that there's some sororities where they're high and mighty and will only date people from the other fraternity that's the mm-hmm. high and mighty douchebags. And again, this is uneducated as well. My fraternity was the U.S. Army. And, you know, and that's where you got brothers and, and became and I'm, brothers. I'm telling you, no fraternity could hang with the shit we did. True. Guarantee Brothers that. in arms. So um, let's try not to uh, alienate any more listeners <laughs> today. All right. Anyway, he rescues his wife and son, and they decide to... His wife and sons. Yeah, sons, because there's another one born. And Nasty. they uh, walk off into the jungle forest together. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah. All right, favorite parts. One of the coolest sequences in the movie, I mean, obviously the entire whole end part where he's just picking them off Home Alone style and is just the badass of the jungle, starting from when he killed the dude's son and is running, and beyond that, that's mm-hmm. probably my favorite part. It's it's a good 30-minute chunk, but I, I don't know. I can't pick one part of all of that. It was all pretty good. I liked it when he when he swung the full paint cans on the string and hit him hit those guys right in the head. Oh yeah, and then the when other he lit guy, the guy's beanie on fire. Yeah. That was crazy. And he had to dunk his head in the toilet. Yeah, and then one of the <laughs> other guys was trying to open the door, but he'd made it really really hot, and he screamed really loud. <laughs> when, when the guy put his head through the doggy door or whatever, and he went hello and shot him with the baby gun. Yeah, that was definitely wouldn't really deter a regular burglar. To get shot in the forehead with the BB gun, but it was kind of close range. I also like were the wet bandits. My favorite part was they they all walked up on him, and he's holding something over his head, and you hear some buzzing, and he's got this fucking big hornet's nest wrapped oh. up in this leaf, and he just like flings the leaf where it rolls open, and, and this yeah. hornet's oh. nest goes flying right at the guys and just gets them like crazy. He, there was buzzing around him already, and hornets. But but he had yeah, but he had the quicksand on him. Mm-hmm. But if I was one of the guys he's about to throw it at, I would have been like, I see what you've got there. Right. I, I'm using my context clues. <laughs> I'll see you later. Been like time out, time like, out, time I, out, time it, out, time like, out. If it involves bugs, come on, Jaguar Paul. You know I don't like bugs. 
That was a cool scene, though. That was because sick. It's, it's just right at the camera, and it just flings out of this leafy thing. Three and, double D. Yeah, and just just flies straight at the camera. Uh, one of those big old hornet's nests too. That looks like a horrible, like a white football. It's pretty cool. Uh, but one of the coolest sequences is definitely uh, they have like these. Uh, they're not bamboo, but it looks like bamboo. Just these like sticks, and they have the the dudes like necks tied to them. And that's like four uh, dudes on each stick. Oh, when when they've been yeah. captured, and, and their hands are bound and everything, and, yeah. and they have a bunch of dudes, and like, so there's like two guards at each end or whatever. So they're, they're escorting them, and once they get to the city, and it it just shows the hustle and bustle and how different all this shit is. It's it's like a city, yeah. It's completely different from their like humble hunters camp where they're just a big family and they're friendly and stuff. But there's like markets here and like slaves and shit who are helping build stuff. I'm not helping, they're building stuff. And then you see they're sacrificing shit. And just that whole sequence of them arriving, going through all the stuff, seeing all this like this like culture shock almost. And then like, wait, <laughs> we're going up there. Like, wait, that guy's covered in blue and he just got his head cut off. We're covered in blue, and we're going to the top of that. They were using their context clues. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that was really cool, too, but uh, obviously the end was better. All right, bucket of chicken? I might have to give it to Jaguar Paw. He, he's a really good actor. Um, I mean, I, I didn't recognize anybody from this movie. I think it's, I always think it's cool to see a movie that's really good where the acting is good with no familiar faces. Mm-hmm. I just think that's good, but he had the most convincing, like, I'm out of gas and I'm hurt, like, run motion. He was just a really good actor, and I was always convinced, and I loved him as a character. It's like so, you at the beginning of the cross-country season. <laughs> I'm out of gas. <laughs> I'm hurt. So, so you know what that looks like. Yeah. I can't really split it between his character and his, the acting. I, I have to give it to the character. Oh. Sorry, real Jaguar Paw, but... Fictional Jaguar Paw was cooler than you. I thought you would give it to his wife's pregnant belly that had the black line of death on it. She had the fucking blueberry black olive belly button. Yeah, she did. And it's like... I, I've never seen a belly button like that. I need you out of here. <laughs> I, I, like, it, it's okay. He can rescue the sun. He can leave you in the water with your new son. Since you gave it to Jaguar Paw, I'm going to give it to the guy that they fucked with a lot. They made him eat the the, yeah. the like the hog balls, and then they they told him, "Hey, if you want to get your wife pregnant, rub some of these flowers or something on your junk, and it, and it made it itch real bad or burn." That that was such a funny scene. We didn't even touch on that. Yeah. So evidently, he's having a hard time making his wife have a baby, and uh, so one of the guys is like, "Okay, this take is a this. tribe leader." Yeah, take this, rub it on your junk right before you have sex, and. It, it, it'll work. That's how I had my 10 kids. And <laughs> yeah. so he goes in the hut, and then all of a sudden you hear him screaming, and he runs out, and he's holding his penis, and then his wife runs out, and she starts pouring water in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just that was a really funny touch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to him because he turned out to be a fucking badass, Yeah, man. whenever the raid happened, mm-hmm. he just fucked people up. He did fuck people and up. And he's also the only reason Jaguar Paw lived, I believe, because whenever... Big badass frat leader's son was about to finish him off. 
Um, he he was fucked up from. They only released two people at once to run for freedom, and so they could just no one would get away. So they would just have two targets to throw shit at. So he he got like a arrow or a javelin or something through like his stomach, yeah. and it went through. And he was fucked up, but he grabbed the 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 son. I I don't know what his name was. The asshole son. The asshole son by the ankle, and got him to turn around and beat on him instead of Jaguar Paw. So Jaguar Paw got to break the arrow head off that was that had pierced his side or whatever, and just jam it in the dude's neck. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good bucket yeah, of chicken. He was a badass. I don't know his name, but I liked him. Yeah. And after them making him eat the the balls, he deserves some True. some good fried chicken. <laughs> All right, here we are. Score time. Uh, so early on, it wasn't super high. And then once it really got going, it was 100 for a while. Um, the ships, it, it just can't be one, a 100 with that. It, it's so corny. It, it wasn't super crappy, though. Whatever. 98. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I loved this movie. Yeah. And, I knew you loved the revenge factor, and I knew oh, there was a lot of revenge in this. There really was. And I knew you were really going to enjoy that. And, and the ways he killed them. He, he totally home alone trapped them. He killed... The big badass guy, the the main badass leader, with the same trap they used to kill the tapir or boar or whatever in the very beginning, which was like, you you trip the line and this big arm swings at you with a bunch of like spikes all over, like it. something you would like, see in Vietnam or something like the punji sticks yeah, or something, and like really big nasty wooden stakes mm-hmm. on it. But that it, it came full circle. There's a guy who Jaguar Paw almost killed during the raid. And uh, that guy from then on called Jaguar Paw almost, so he kills that guy. And not in a super corny fashion either. He basically bashes the side of his head in with this thing, and as the guy's about to die, he his last words are almost. And Jaguar Paw hits him really hard in the bottom of the chin with the thing, and so it like, knocks his head up real good. And he just stood over him, staring at him. And I was like, "Please don't say anything. Please don't say anything. Like, please no Arnold Schwarzenegger one liner. Yeah. Like, how's your jaw? Well, so <laughs> <laughs> something really bad. That's not even like clever. I was really worried. Well, they were running at each other. The asshole who has a nose ring like yours. Oh, it's way bigger though. Like um, his touches, like his lips. He's he's running at him, and he has this basically this fucking sharp like baseball bat type thing like, club, like bludgeon plus yeah. axe. There's another one on the ground from the guy he just killed with mm-hmm. poison toad blow dart. That was pretty cool. And they're running toward each other, and the dude swings at Jaguar Paw. Jaguar Paw does this like matrix slide. Mm-hmm. The club barely clips his forehead. As he's sliding, he grabs the the other club mm-hmm. and turns around and gets up real quick and just slugs the dude right inside of the head. There's this mist of blood. Yep. And then he's A on his knees. Subtle mist of blood. It's not ridiculous. And then he's on his knees and blood is squirting like with his pulse out of the side of his yeah, head before he which, finishes him off, which was pretty fucking badass. I'm gonna say this is one of the most brutal movies I've seen. There were some like nasty death scenes, like when they they all jump like off this waterfall after Jaguar Paw, which he had just jumped off. And one dude went into the water head first. And like, there's just this nasty noise and he hit his head on the rocks and died. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. I hate that. Anything with the skull breaking <laughs> is just harsh as fuck. And there was plenty of that. And people getting their stomachs torn open and then heads chopped off. 
there was a lot of brutality in this movie. I yeah, mean, his dad got his neck slit right in front of him. It it still doesn't quite add up to uh, the loved ones or whatever is called the Australian forehead drilling movie. Yeah, that was harder to watch. Yeah, but that was also outlandish and insane what they were doing, rather than just like casual human sacrifice. Right, and, dime a dozen. Yeah, but still, this was very brutal, and I, I enjoy that in a movie. Blood and all those effects honestly add a lot for me. I agree, and it, and it all felt realistic, too. It did. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't underdone. I, I would say the blood and all that stuff was pretty much just right. Uh, it was really cool. Yeah, I liked this movie the first time I saw it. I was like, wow, this was really, really good. I like you when the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria mm-hmm. showed up. Um at the end, I was like, oh, that's kind of stupid. <laughs> but their and, hands and it, really were tied. They they tied their own I, hands. I disagree. I think they there shouldn't have been two extra guys. Or, or they should have gone in the quicksand. Or, yeah, that's true. Or something they, else they should have happened use to them. The quicksand. Or what should have happened, I don't know if you alluded to it or not, when the main guy gets killed by those punchy stick things or whatever, and the oh, other guys run I up. Did. The other guy, they should have looked at each other and been like, dude, this prophecy's real. We out. This dude was way stronger than all of them, too. Mm-hmm. And he had all of them by the balls. They were his bitches. And so to see your leader dead like that in such a gruesome, horrible way is like, and let's no, skedaddle. Right. <laughs> How do you say that in Mayan? That, that would have been better. Or there should have been some other creative way for them to die. I agree. Definitely one in the quicksand. That was a lost opportunity. Anything would have been better than ships that you just suggested. The, the oh, fuck, we got to go. Or, yeah, quicksand, anything environmental that could have killed them would have been so much better. The other thing that I didn't love about this movie is once they got captured, it took them forever. They got captured to get at to like, where they were going. At like the twenty-five minute mark, twenty-minute mark, and then at like the hour fifteen mark, it, it was like, okay, it's ramping up. It took a long time to get to that point. Yeah, way too long for me. But I, I was able to forgive the longness. Yeah, because the longness didn't start feeling like it had been a really long time until the longness was almost over. And I, I love when that happens to me because when it starts feeling long and there's a lot more to go and, and the shitty long taking part, it, it's an automatic checkout. But in this one, it took me a while to get to where I was like, oh, this has been kind of going on a while. And then it ramped up pretty quick from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the shit happened in, in the ending that, that you wanted to happen. Yep. Um, the good uh, Kevin McAllister out in the in the jungle and taking care of business. Him and his family. Mm-hmm. That's always good. Yeah. No, it was it was good. I'm 92. Well, I'm glad it's a it's an A. Yeah, this is an A. It was an A the first time I watched it, and it hadn't been on my list until recently. What you just thought of it? No, I, I was looking for movies for something. I think maybe for the movie mug and Halloween Spectacular or something. And I, I came across it, and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> one's got good revenge in it. Jekyll, Jekyll like that. And as we have proved here on Movie Muggin, movies in just complete different languages have all been A's, I believe. So we got this movie. We've got uh, the Brazilian gangster movie, City, City of, of God. Yeah, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Leprechaun movie you're thinking of. Uh, and Train to Busan. I'm pretty sure we all both of us gave all three of those an A. Yeah, they're yeah. just good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I can't. How did City of God end? Did he kill Z or whatever? 
I was he got killed by all the street kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's I, that movie's really cloudy for some reason. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this podcast is not about that one. It is not. If you would like to hear a podcast about City about of God, go back and look for our podcast about City of God. <laughs> yeah. All right. Got anything else? Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 73 of Movie Muggin. We know that you could listen to other podcasts out there, but you took the time to listen to ours, and we are forever grateful. Yep. If you'd like to keep up with us, we are on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. And if you'd like to send us an email, moviemuggin at gmail.com. Uh, next episode is going to be our Thanksgiving episode. Thanksgiving special. If you happen to be venturing out to maybe go drive to see some loved ones or something, um, be sure and take us along. Listen to us in the car. The kids will love it. <laughs> and wear a mask. Take care of yourselves. And uh, have a movie mugging day. Yep. You want to be a heroin addict? Yeah. Okay. Me too.